0: Email offers to podcast at victorsalmon.com. I love talking about relationships and intimacy, and I love cross-promotion and working with other podcasters. Okay, let's hear about today's episode. At West Coast Bound this year, I had some pretty intense, severe chronic pain. I get periodic intestinal issues leading to severe headaches and sometimes nausea. I've had the same gastroenterologist for almost two years now, and nothing she's tried has helped except I suppose she suggested hydrating more, and that was a little bit helpful in reducing the severity of symptoms. I've also been eating low FODMAP for almost two years, which has helped a bit. When I'm in distress, a little goes a long way, and the difference between an 8 out of 10 for pain and an 8.5 out of 10 for pain is significant in terms of emotional exhaustion. So, this session I chat with Tilly about self-care and our chronic conditions. We have different ones, but we relate to each other. I'm pretty sick for most of the episode, so if you find it's not content rich enough for you, I understand. Um, This episode, what it does, in my opinion, is open more of an intimate window into what my experience of the world is like, which may be interesting for five minutes, or maybe you find the whole episode interesting. I'm not really sure. If you don't have chronic pain or illness, this might give you a look into what one kind of chronic illness or chronic pain might look like. There are, of course, many different kinds, and they're all very different, but this is just one experience that I invite you into. About 20 minutes in, I get interrupted to go back to volunteering duties. I then take medication and get right back to it, and most of that's been edited out. To be honest, the podcasting was a very helpful distraction from the intensity of the experience of my condition. so I just want to say thank you for providing me the opportunity to distract myself. And I'm not sure if enjoy is quite the right word, but enjoy.
1: I feel this is like peak Spoonie, like let's... Peak Spoony. Peak Spoonie. It's like, let's just find a quiet corner. Yeah. In the middle of like high intensity weekend and be miserable together.
0: Oh so good.
1: Right. This
0: is what people with chronic pain do.
1: It is it is the truth. I have friends where I talk about I was like we can do visits and we can be like cats. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like we're staring space, maybe we interact a bit, we're each managing our own process. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All I can think is like it probably would be better to have less background noise, but I don't know where we could go and I'm technically doing a volunteer shift right now.
1: I think I think people will just need to understand that like we are at a kink conference. Yeah. We have stuff going on. That's true. And so sometimes you podcast with a bunch of background noise.
0: Yeah, which is very unfortunate. And if it's, like, unlistenable for you, that's totally okay. Mm. No, one, no one thinks you should have to listen to this episode, but also we're going to talk about chronic pain and IBS and how awful that experience can be sometimes in case you're curious. Because, like, my IBS doesn't sound like what most people think of. Like, most people think of diarrhea. They think of, like, having to run to the bathroom. That is not me at all.
1: Oh, I have a... St- I have literally, the story I want to tell you is specifically that story.
0: Oh my God, yes. <laughs>
1: let's let's
0: start with the story that okay. everyone already thinks about. Let's do that.
1: Okay, so this is my classic IBS tale.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, like, I do a bunch of things to keep my body happy with me. And I actually do a long list of things because I have, like... Literally eight chronic conditions, one of which is this bowel thing. I have not been officially diagnosed with IBS because my doctors have admitted that between the gluten intolerance and the anxiety disorder and the connective tissue disorder and, 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 it's practically impossible to diagnose me with anything usefully related Mm -hmm. to my bowels. Right. So... This morning, I get up, and I eat my gluten-free cereal and my lactose-free milk. And um, and I get up, and I walk to the SkyTrain station. It is the SkyTrain station. Now, if you live in Vancouver, it's at Main and Terminal. And it's one of the few SkyTrain stations with a public bathroom. Mm-hmm. What you also know, if you're familiar with this area, is it's in, like, the least economically privileged area. So there's lots of poor people there's lots of various stuff happening and luckily the city has recognized that people have to go to the bathroom Mm. so um, so I'm there and I'm at at the shishi coffee shop getting my shishi coffee and all of a sudden I have a feeling Mm -hmm. and it's a feeling of urgency and I'm like oh no and I turn to the coffee people and I'm like is there a bathroom I can use and they're like not in this store but there's one outside but it's dirty and I'm like it's, that's okay. That's okay. And so I race around, and luckily it's open. And it's unoccupied. And I walk in, and the toilet is plugged. No. There's like a pile. I <laughs> know. There's this pile of toilet paper in there. And I'm looking around, and I'm just like, it's got to be what it's got to be. Oh, no. Because already stuff is in action. And I'm like, doing all my like yoga breathing pelvic floor engagement as I like pull and I'm wearing like a sweater over a full body jumpsuit for some stupid reason. So I'm struggling to get all my layers off because it's in the middle of winter and like I get in and not quite quick enough, but quick enough, right? Get to yeah. over the bathroom and you know, like it all comes out and luckily my body's good this way as it's usually like one quick burst of badness and but I'm also like menstruating so I leave a tampon in there as well and the toilet's not gonna flush right oh sorry, are we being loud oh I am so sorry I'm being loud oh we're podcasting this actually uh, so uh, a nice person just came and was like concerned about my confidentiality of telling my this story loudly in a public place um which is cute and yeah and Kinksters are so thoughtful. They are so thoughtful and sweet. And then you're like, but I don't care. And they're like, oh, that's cool too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then, but luckily, because it's the weekend of the kink conference and I have my comfort bag with like all my painkillers and all my things. I also have wet wipes. Nice. So there was a lot of wet wiping happening. And then... And I was wearing fancy panties, too, to show off to a friend of mine who's going to now post them on Facebook. Um, and That sounds so, like the boxers I wore. <laughs> did you wear fancy boxers? Oh, did you not get to see them? No, I did not. Oh, no, your unicorn dance! Yes! Hey, Bruce! I can't believe it.
0: Hello! It looks like we have run into old friends, so I will distract okay. while, while Tilly is off saying hi. Um, So the boxers that I wore are a unicorn right over the crotch, and then like a unicorn over the ass, and then flanked on either side, there is a dog with a unicorn horn on one side, and a cat with a unicorn horn on the other side, and it's all done in this like animated style that's really hilarious and cute. And I guess I just really like being cute, and I like being endearing, and I like doing gender performance, by which I mean expressing myself through gender in a way that engages all sorts of, like, gender-fucky, non-binary, gender-fluidic kind of stuff. So I like performing a lot of femme things at the same time as a lot of mask things. So, you know, on the one hand, it it's super tight-fitting and frames my package— Which, of course, fits perfectly in the snout of the unicorn. (laughs) The tip of which is, like...
1: Oh, it's perfectly positioned.
0: Yeah, it's, like, perfectly positioned. And then the thing is, if I pelvic thrust, then my package moves forward, of course, in the fabric. But because the fabric's stretchy... And it is the unicorn face and head that is, like, right over my junk if I position myself correctly. It's like the head bobs forward and comes back. So if I pelvic thrust repeatedly, the unicorn dances.
1: And that is the end of my unicorn story, and Tilly is back. It's back. And what I said when I saw the unicorn dance is I said, that's the best use of a penis I've seen all day. That's
0: right. And then I said, (laughs) I would say that's what she said, but she never said that. (laughs)
1: I which feel, still
0: I, makes me laugh. Yes,
1: yes. Although I feel this is a new good filtering method that um, only people who appreciate the unicorn dance should be allowed close to your penis. Should be allowed to. Which, again, only people who appreciate the unicorn dance should be allowed close to your. Closer, should be allowed closer, closer to, to, to my to penis. penis. I see. Yes.
0: But that is the that is the the rubric. That is the that is the bar. Yeah. That's... Do you enjoy the unicorn dance? Then you may approach. <laughs> don't care for the unicorn dance well the unicorn doesn't care yep. for you
1: no no nope.
0: that is great yes all right. So you were talking about this horrific story.
1: This horrific story where you relieved
0: yourself in this dirty bathroom.
1: <laughs> this dirty bathroom with like two empty beer cans in the corner, pl- pre-plugged toilet. Yeah, and you're just yeah. like I'm so sorry to the poor public <laughs> service worker that <laughs> just poor like... public service worker and anyone trying to use the bathroom because it's, yes. it's also a Sunday. Right. So public works isn't going to be out checking the bathroom until tomorrow morning
0: oh jesus i mean that's a very fitting thing to exclaim (laughs)
1: yes oh so yes so that was my morning
0: and on the topic of prayer
1: prayer i think
0: the worst experience would be being in my shoes where i'm feeling really nauseous having to go into that bathroom to pray to the porcelain god (laughs) and just meeting like face to face with a big heaping exploded coil Just being like... No, it
1: wasn't even a coil. it's just a... Splatter? Yeah.
0: I'm so sorry for the (laughs) the TMI for those that do not have chronic (laughs) bowel issues, because, like, we will talk about our shit... Literally. Like, literally (laughs) in a way that has absolutely no shame. It's like, any sense of dignity about shit, like, that ship has sailed, wrecked, and sunk to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah like you just you have a few of those embarrassing experiences and at a certain point it's like yeah it's going to be what it's going to be.
1: Yeah. You're just like and and that was it. That yeah. was it. Yeah. It's it just is that's my life now, right? Yeah. That's just my life now. Um yeah. yeah so absolutely. I can I ask I'm curious about cuz you said a while ago, I think you said something about your IBS. Yeah. Is like brain fogs and headaches and things, so please tell me about your IBS. I'm curious about your symptoms. Cool. So, I don't even know if I have IBS,
0: to be perfectly honest, but okay. my gastroenterologist gave me a, um, a prognosis that was like a, what is it, a tentative diagnosis, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, prognosis was the wrong word. A tentative diagnosis of IBS-C, which is like the constipation variant. Okay. So, the idea is Your intestines don't contract in linear, productive ways. So Mm. what'll happen is anytime there's literally any gas whatsoever in your intestines, they start spasming, and you get all this contraction with no movement, which means stuff, like, ferments and sits, and you don't get very much productive movement, so you end up with auto-intoxication headaches Uh and nausea and all kinds of stuff, and it leads to, like like i administer self enemas i've administered enough of them that i literally just bought a stainless steel fucking wand because i was like this this bulb shit has got to go right you're like i need high-end it's just it's pokey and uncomfortable and like you only get one bulb which only does like the first little bit and if you have like a blockage that's much higher up Mm. you just need more fluid right So literally when it came in, there was like all sorts of I could only find it from a sex store in the U.S. because of course. So it like ships from San Francisco. And like as far as I'm concerned, this is medical fucking equipment that I need for my quality of life. Yeah, And it gets, like, hammered with duties and tariffs at the border, and it's, like... And it's been, like, inspected by everyone, right? Like, everybody's yeah.
1: touched your bulb.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I'm like, well, it wasn't a bulb, it's oh, a sorry. wand at I'm that sorry. point. I'm sorry, everyone's but...
1: touched your wand. <laughs>
0: yes, right. And they haven't even passed the unicorn dance test. No!
1: <laughs> <laughs> feel like...
0: <laughs> feel like if you're going to touch my wand, at least make friends with a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... TLDR I now have this enema wand installed and it it helps. My GE I think my gastroenterologist thought I had some kind of like what's the word I'm thinking for plasmophile like some kind of like enema fetish. Right. And I'm like no you you don't get it. Like <laughs> if I could not have to enema myself, I would be very happy not to do that. Yeah. Although interestingly, I very much identify as, like a super gender queer human and I like I do gender fucky stuff so like getting pegged is a thing I've done before Mm -hmm. and like when I first started trying to give myself enemas and it was really hard and I was in a lot of pain the only comfort I got was like okay there's this episode of the Simpsons where Bart Bart pretends to be really sick and tells Grandpa Simpson he's really sick and Grandpa Simpson goes to take his temperature and takes one look at the thermometer and as an old person goes oral thermometer my eye (laughs) And then Bart's like, what? <laughs> and Lisa goes, just just close your eyes and think of Milhouse. <laughs> Which is like such a great, like super adult line to put into that show. Yes. But also hilarious. Um, that's basically what I did about my partner. I was like, you know what? This animal will be so much easier if I just think I'm taking it for my partner right. as a power exchange yeah. thing. Mm. It was easier. It passed faster. Everything functioned better and it was done. And I was like, wow.
1: Right. If I can
0: just try and add a power dynamic energy to this, even though the person isn't actually here, it's not going to have as much. Like my body will submit. Mm-hmm. So essentially it became this exercise of like, if I just focus on submission as the thing I want to do, my body will go, oh, there's a plan for this. Mm-hmm. This needs to happen. And whether I want it to happen now or whether it's going to happen later, it's going to happen. And everything just relaxed and it just worked. And I was like, I need to do this every time. So every time I get to a place where I'm this sick and I have to animate myself as like one of the few things that will give me like a relief from the chronic pain, I, I do that. And fortunately, this type of event or incident it hasn't happened in like over a month which is amazing nice only because i'm on an excruciatingly restrictive low fodmap diet i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty careful about hydration every day i have to clear two liters of fluid oh it's just like it's an exhausting taking care of myself when i'm well so that i don't get like this
1: mm-hmm. there's like
0: i can't eat out at restaurants like it's I, I, yesterday, I went out and I had sushi. And usually, I'm fine with sushi. And I think that might be what set me off.
1: Right. Yeah. Because I
0: had too much plain white rice. Ah. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, white rice is one of the low FODMAP foods. But I don't think low FODMAP is enough for me.
1: Also, like, sushi rice, they treat with, like, vinegar, vinegar- and sugar. That's right.
0: And I think it's the sugar that fucked me up. because. Right a lot of low FODMAP stuff is around fermenting sugars and gases and especially fructose. And I think some sushi places are fine and others sweeten with a glucose fructose syrup. Um, So, like, sushi's explosively bad for me or not. And by explosive, that's not a pun because, again, constipation. Um, But but TLDR, like, yeah, my pain levels spiked up to, like, about an 8 out of 10. They're at, like, a a 7.5 out of 10. Um, And at times they, like... Are poundingly an 8 out of 10. And I say that as a kinkster that doesn't usually describe anything as above an 8 out of 10. Right. So this is typically like.
1: Are you doing this now or is someone else still?
0: Oh, technically I'm doing this silent auction if you have something to pay for. I'm volunteering right I already
1: now. Paid, but I need to actually
0: have the thing. Oh, if you've already paid, I trust you implicitly. I'm not going to say who you are because I'm podcasting, but you can just take the thing.
1: I, I, it's a, it's a ticket though, and I don't know what it looks
0: Oh, I might have to actually help.
1: Oh, no. let me. Oh no,
0: don't apologize. This is my volunteering gig. A
1: ticket. Yeah, no, it's good. Advil. Okay, so that's
0: two 200s that's, yeah, that's two hundreds of okay, Advil. Yeah, two two hundreds. Okay, that's that's not bad. I really appreciate that. Like, just like in and amongst all the kinky folks, there's just so many like chronic pain folks that just have medications on them at all times. This is like just chronic pain is the fucking worst.
1: Oh, God. And, like, when you were talking about all the things you do to keep, like, okay, I was like, oh, my God, so much work. And I'm in a good place about it right now, but I went through, like, I think the past two years. Mm-hmm. Have we talked about this before? I feel like we may have talked about this before, about my level of, like, maybe resentment and reluctance and um, difficulty I've had about how much maintenance I need to put to quote-unquote function
0: yeah just to not be brutally sick
1: yeah exactly because like there's all the medications i take there's all the supplements i take there's the physiotherapy there's the occasional special appointments with like physiotherapist or massage therapist or chiropractor depending on there's my mental health appointments which i see two mental health people um did you find it She's just going to email it to me and she asked me to shove this in the cash
0: box. Awesome. Thank you. Perfect. Okay. Um, Yeah. No, you're good. Um, So where are you going?
1: Yeah. The mental health people, you know, there's my GP, there's like daily physiotherapy. Like it's, yeah, it's a process. It's a thing. And it's like, and I'm doing that just to be in like mild to moderate pain.
0: Right. And Could I get you to move your hand? Because I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's not actually doing anything. Yeah.
1: Yes, we're done. And, um, and to also be like... To only have, like, mild mental health symptoms. Right. Right? Like, right. This is, and, and this is just, as far as I can tell, this is going to be my life for... Like, I'm 41 now. My maternal grandmother lived to be... In her mid mid 80s, mm-hmm. like. That's a long time. I'm at the halfway point, you know? And it
0: feels like a fucking long race then, huh?
1: Oh, yeah. It's a marathon, right? Like, yeah. s- s- slow marathon. And, uh, like, yeah. And I've learned a bunch of, like, tricks and techniques to, like, mm-hmm. make things easier on myself. But there are mm-hmm. just moments. Oh, right? yeah. Where you're just like, this is just so much. And especially when you're talking about a week like we we're both at a kink conference this weekend. Yeah. And so quote unquote normal people, like able-bodied people have yeah. s- struggle with self-care at kink conferences. Right. Like we, we actually give workshops and like literally
0: the one I'm missing right now is Molina uh, Lee William house's self-care and aftercare in ballroom C. That is the one I was going to be at. Or was that no? That was last block that I missed that one, and then this right. block I'm missing her extremes and taboo play oh. playing on the edge. And I'm like, Melina is a special human. I She's really appreciate it. Special her. human.
1: Let's have a moment of like collective love and respect for Melina Williams. Yay! Um, and and she doesn't come out and present that much anymore, which
0: is good in a sense because I'm great like great for her. Like yeah take care of yourself and also do what fits your lifestyle and like it's hard to give all the time
1: yeah yeah it's not
0: like it's a lucrative industry presenting like no you, no. you fucking get like travel and conferences It's like cool so I'm, I'm allowed to continue working and sometimes At you get a speaking fee
1: the best like right. that's when they're more often and i see more often this is the industry standard is mm-hmm. they're like oh yeah come come so pay your own travel right come to our event and we might let we'll you comp teach you maybe we'll comp a date yeah slash companion slash assistant right or we might give you some money off on the hotel so mm. one of the critiques i have of kink presenting because i've done some kink presenting yeah is you pay to work right and if you are like white middle class upper middle class oh, sure it's easier um, to do. Able-bodied. It's easier to do those things. But not all of us can, like, invest that much right. in and, education
0: as a hobby. And then we wonder why, like, how, why we're represented the way we are with educators. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: white, able-bodied, middle class. Educators,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah, Although, I like to think that there is a focus on that at MEK right now, that people have noticed it's a problem. Yes. And there's at least an attempt to get more diverse folks out so that more different perspectives yeah. can be represented, which is better for everyone.
1: MBK is doing well. I've noticed that. Um, Leather Rain mm-hmm. has also been doing that, although it's really funny to be at Leather Rain and to be one of the presenters and to, like, look around and see, like, all of the people of color are presenters. Right. There's, like, almost no people of colors as attendees, which is something to... Like, I, yeah, that's I, something to think about. That's something to think about. Um, I also, I, I'm not going to name this conference, but I was at one conference where it was like exclusively queer presenters. That's special. To a heterosexual or like mixed pansexual heterosexual crowd. Um, but we all had we all had like maybe five minutes. Can I ask
0: you to get me water? Yes. Is that something I can ask you to do? Thank you so much.
1: Can I finish my sentence? Yes. So we had five minutes at the mixer where we Mm -hmm. all talked to each other and we were like, we're all the queer people, like, right now as presenters. And I'm like, fuck, but we don't have any time to, like, hang out or go to each other's classes. Right,
0: because we're all presenting.
1: We're all presenting. And when we're not presenting, we have to, like, do (laughs) self-care. I noticed
0: that last year with all the PSC presenters. Right. I was like, I want to come to your class, but I'm presenting.
1: Yes. I'm going to get hospitality?
0: Any water yet. Thank you. I'm just struggling right now. I'm feeling kind of like a dry mouth. Aw, you're so cute. I'm recording a podcast right now, just here where. Aw, I love you. That was one of my amazing partners. Who makes my life easier. And I'm just so fucking head over heels for her right now. So much energy. I'm not talking about Tilly King, of course. I'm talking about person who shall remain anonymous because I do not have consent to share their identity but
1: I'm
0: just really swoony and full of energy and so happy with them they're great okay now to not throw up all will be well I am safe I am loved water is on the way If I need to throw up I can always turn this off and there is a bathroom not too far thank you so much Chili. you're amazing you're
1: welcome I understand
0: my nausea just spiked and I was feeling dry mouth and I just like needed some cold water so that was fucking perfect
1: good oh thank you you're welcome that's
0: why I interrupted you because I was like I really just need water but I know if I get up to go get it I'm gonna need to go to the bathroom to throw up
1: right Yes, and I don't know about you, I. One of the things I think about right now, I've been having uh, an extended period of food aversion recently.
0: Oh my God, that's uh, me all today. Oh God, food aversion. Yeah, so tell me about it.
1: It's been so it's been like six weeks, um, okay. and I had a like similar period a while ago because I'm on meds for my endometriosis. Oh, So I'm on a gonad suppressant, okay. And then because I'm 41 and they don't want to prematurely cause medical menopause, right? uh, Well, they are prematurely causing medical menopause. They are adding in estrogen therapy on top, okay. um, Which has been interesting because I was like, this is a this is a time to potentially see how I feel about the hormone levels in my body because I'm I'm a cis female. Um, but I'm genderqueer, so I was like, I don't know. And so what we found out is low levels of having too low levels of estrogen make me depressed. This, is, a, this is good I, to know. Yeah. But all of this combination has led to me experiencing food aversion. But I realized a while ago it might actually be nausea because I hate throwing up so much. Oh, yeah. That I think I have dissociated from the sensation of nausea, and I just oh, feel like, wow. no. Yeah, because I, like, my whole life, I have hated throwing up. Like, the sensation is terrible for me. I've it's,
0: accepted yeah. it. I used to right. hate it so much, and then at a certain point, I was like, you know, the human body's fucking amazing. What I started focusing on, I don't want to talk about it too much, because I would probably actually need to throw up if I talk about it too much. Right. Um, But that whole notion of, like, thinking of all the muscle groups firing in the right order at the right time so as not to suffocate me in my own vomit is, like, that's fucking impressive. Well done, evolution.
1: And also, like, all the hard wiring that the muscles all work one way, and they're like, no, actually.
0: Right now we're going to work the other way. And all of the various systems of regulation that feed into a generalized sense of nausea Mm. and, like, your emotional and visceral somatic experience of nausea and then being, like well, I'm just a little sick. I'm getting more sick. I'm going to throw up soon. I am imminently going to throw up and I'm actively throwing up. And what I've done is tried to do the opposite of dissociate. Mm. I've tried to be like present and somatically in my body, focusing on the sensation rather than the fear while I'm actually throwing up. And it's it's fascinating every time for me now. It's that idea of like, almost feeling my stomach go from my abdomen with severe clenching and cramps up higher and higher and higher and then just emptying its contents out of my body. And I'm trying to focus on things like what are the sensations right now in my body? What am I feeling? How, what volume is coming out of me? Isn't it fucking impressive how much? I'm like, wow, I didn't know that much was in my stomach. I'm like, wow, no, no, we're throwing up again. Oh, no, we're not done yet. And yeah. just like, you just keep, and then like when I get to dry heaving, I'm like Okay. This is awful.
1: Dry heaving is categorically awful.
0: It is, it is the worst because it feels out of control, right? When mm-hmm. there's a plan, even if you're out of control, you're like, we're following the plan. I'm going to throw up and nothing I can do about it. I accept that. My body knows what's up. It's listening to all this feedback and it's doing what it can. And this is what it thinks is best for me. And I'm going to trust it on that one. I don't know mm-hmm. why it's doing this because there's no reason for me to be throwing up right now. It's not, I didn't eat anything poisonous or toxic and like... I'm just throwing up the contents of my stomach and that's okay like this is horrible and okay and then at a certain point you're just like okay but dry heaving body really really fucking dry heaving you're gonna make me like hunch over this toilet having horrible cramps in my stomach dry heaving retching when you know there's just nothing you're gonna get out of this that is a misfire of regulation so when that happens I just try and remember you know what regulation gets it right most of the time yeah and it needs the feedback of knowing it tried. And it's trying really fucking hard over nothing, and that's okay, because I spin my wheels sometimes too cognitively. So I've got to cut it a little bit of slack when it just, like, fucks up and is just, like, unable to get over its shit. Yeah. Until I've dry heaved for a few minutes. And then usually after a few minutes, it's it's done, and I'm like, I'm going to spit and then lay on my back, and hopefully I do not need to dry heave in another 30 seconds.
1: <laughs> right. You're like, yeah, that's, that's something I... I try to access when I can is a sense of compassion for my body and its systems. Like, what I do that a lot about is my anxiety stuff. Mm. Right? Because anxiety is just your brain trying to protect you. Yes. That's all it's doing. And so like, it's like, good job brain. I see you. You're working so hard. You are working so hard. Right. That asymmetrical thing Is actually not going to create a disaster for myself or anyone around me.
0: Right. 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 Yeah, like, it's it's fucking fine. Yeah. It's not, but that thought is itself anxious. So, like, being able to remind myself that anxiety is okay. Like, Mm -hmm. at one point, this was adaptive... I've just been through a lot of trauma, and I've somatically internalized all this fucking anxiety that kept me safe from abuse, and now...
1: Right, or in my case, I'm like, I, like, because I have OCD, I'm like, there is literally some chemical switches that don't work correctly. Yes. Right, which, when I discovered that about my OCD, like, when I was, A, diagnosed at, like, 38 years old with OCD, and B, like, know enough about... You know, psychobiology to be like, oh, it's OCD. Like, that gave me such a relief because I'm just like, oh, that's just my OCD. Like, nothing's actually wrong. Right. It's it's just the OCD. Right? Totally. Um, Yeah. You know, like, this is just my brain doing shit.
0: Yeah, it's just just being a brain Mm -hmm. that is somewhat misguided, perhaps. (laughs) But it's being a brain. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just going to move this so yeah. I'm a little bit.
1: Okay. Oh, more shoulders supported. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's like, I've been feeling, like, a bit of light sensitivity. Right. And a little bit of, like, sound sensitivity, but only if it's extra bright or extra loud. Yeah. Oh. What was weird was I was, like, lying on my back in trauma-informed, um kink I think was the name of the class
1: right yes which was a great
0: name for a class it focused in my opinion respectfully a little too much on attachment theory but it was well
1: attachment theory is like the hot shit right now yeah everyone
0: just fucking wants to talk about it and it's like but everyone has talked about it I don't know
1: well it's it's also I feel like it's a Like the level at which attachment therapy is, or sorry, attachment theory theory is currently talked about is we're all very talking about one on one, so it feels like we're all talking about the same thing. It's like, what is your attachment theory? This is my attachment theory. Why do you have your attachment theory? How are we working with our attachment theories right now? Like,
0: how does this work in relationship? What's a healthy way to resolve disputes and like hold space for how we try and trust each other and like what we're insecure about?
1: Yeah. But I also have to remember that, like, we're avoidant of. Yeah, As some of us are like whenever we hear about a new theory about like relating or relationships or emotional health or something, yeah. we like read all the long list articles, right. and so three months later we're like, "I'm cool. sick of attachment theory." Right,
0: right, 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 right.
1: Because <laughs> that's all I've read for the last three months is about attachment theory.
0: That's exactly how I feel.
1: Yeah, um, but I I feel they re- did a really good job of yeah. explaining basic attachment therapy. Theory? Why yeah. do I keep wanting to call it attachment therapy? I don't know,
0: because we all need therapy, Tilly, and it's <laughs> okay that you're just like therapy. It was therapy, therapeutic for me to learn be, about attachment yeah. theory.
1: And actually, I've been thinking about my attachment to my therapist, and I think that she's one of the most like secure attached, like it's a secure, non-anxious attachment that I have to my therapist and I feel really good about that lately that's so great yeah she's great I, I feel ex- like
0: it's easier to have healthy attachment with professional relationships or relationships where you're trying to hold space for someone else's comfort in a professional setting
1: yeah yeah d- oh definitely like when I'm boot blacking I feel my ability to be like loving yet have boundaries with people is like I'm at my best and I'm like if only I could just like boot black all my relationships
0: fuck that's great <laughs>
1: Which maybe I should, like, maybe that should be my, like, new relationship mantra is, like, boot black this relationship.
0: Boot black this relationship. That's great. Yeah. I think that's so true of a lot of kinksters, though, that we find our, like, We, like, adapt how we deal with power and relating to others in our kink. Mm -hmm. And then we have these functional, healthy kink relationships. And we're like, wait, how do I apply this? to all the ways in which I'm not super functional or ways in which I am dysfunctional.
1: Well, have I talked to you about my, um, like, self-care, service, and submission trifecta thing I have going on that I do? Tell me more. Okay, because I, I feel like so. if I haven't talked to you about it, I have intended to talk to you about it. Mm. Um, so basically, I, a few years ago, like, really rough mental health, like, even had to take time off work to deal with my mental health. I was through this rough med adjustment, yada, yada, yada. So I needed to do a lot of self-care. And I was also not in a power exchange relationship at the time. Right. And so I feel unmoored when I don't have a power exchange relationship in my life. And maybe that's something I need to work on like developing more security and goodness around with myself i think but whatever um so one of the things i developed was this idea of being in service to myself and i thought this is a powerful way of like using totally. my, my submissive energy and actually what it turned out is it, it actually has turned into basically like actually no i'm doing self-dominance yeah, you know because yeah. it's like tilly and i'm you know, third person talk a lot. I'm like, Tilly, we don't do this right now, Tilly. Oh, we take all our meds, Tilly. Oh, we, you know, and I... I that's de- great. Yeah, and so so that's how I work my self-care, and that's one of the ways I've gotten from this place of, like, resentment and obligation and feeling, like, worn down by all this self-care to, like, no, like... And recently, so I have a person that I do, like, a long-distance, um, kind of, like, very high-level power exchange where it's, like, we don't talk about, like how often I go to the bathroom and, like, whether or not I'm wearing panties or, yeah. you know, all of that. Pants
0: are hard. But they require a certain level of functioning.
1: They do. Um, we talk about, like, how am I managing my life? That's the kind of stuff we do. Um, so, I recently. So we talk about like mantras and 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 things that I have in my life. And yeah, right yeah. now, my mantra yeah. for myself that is supported and kind of like supported by this person in my life is: yeah. I am I am responsible for setting myself up for success. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that's my job in life. Is so that's a lot. That's a big job. It's a big job because and also there are Are areas where I'm pretty good about And there's other areas where I'm like Mm. I think I either need to Resolve some internalized shame about
0: Oh yeah Right
1: Or I need to look at How I could do better for myself Mm. Yeah But that's how power exchange Self care All works out for me Right now that's fucking awesome I love that trifecta yeah I've, I've tried really hard to do that
0: when I want to try and be reliable about things like if I'm like finding I have a lot of anxiety about leaving the house which I do um, and I want to be on time it's like you don't get to be late for this like you know you have to leave in the next five minutes to be ten minutes early and if you don't plan to be ten minutes early you're going to be late because of traffic which means, we need to leave in five minutes to be on time. So just fucking leave in five minutes. What do you need to do? And then i do exactly what I would do if I were coaching a submissive. Right. It would be like, what do you need to be out the door? What is one thing you need to be out the door? Put it by the door. What is another thing you need to be out the door? Put it by the door. You know, like, collect, get your shit in one place. Like, what do you need? And then I just keep asking myself what are things that you could possibly be forgetting like Mm. what is what is making you anxious right now what are you afraid of of okay we still got three minutes what are you afraid of you know right and it's like cool I'm afraid of showing up and being unprepared and I feel like you know, it's like cool, well have you have you tried everything reasonably to be prepared? Are you reasonably prepared, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are you gonna need for the for the thing you're doing? You got two minutes, walk yourself through it. And then I'm walking myself through, okay I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna do this thing, I'm gonna do that thing, I'm gonna do that thing. And everything for this one activity is in one bag, and everything for this other activity is in another bag. I recently, imp- like not that recently, implemented Go Bags. It's one of the systems I have to help <clears throat> me. So it's like, here's all the stuff I need for podcasting, which is that black case that you see.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, here's all the stuff for like kink dress, and here's all the stuff for like kink parties, or you know what I mean? And it's just all in different like reusable bags. So how was it, Intimates? Did you love something you heard, or maybe you're upset by something I said? Leave your comments on Facebook.com slash Intimate Interactions, or you can go to patreon.com slash Victor Salmon, where you can find our Discord server. All of these communities are available on IntimatePodcast.com, and I genuinely look forward to speaking with you soon. If you liked it, please consider helping us pay for show costs over at Patreon for as little as $1 per month. It's incredibly helpful. It's just a dollar a month. If you can afford it, we would hugely appreciate having your support. And hey, if that doesn't work for you, I completely understand. You can also help out by going to leave a review on iTunes or other favorite social media platform. Social proof like that helps so much with visibility and audience building. It helps other intimacy and relationship nerds find us. And if any of that just sounds like too much work, you can always do something really simple and it still goes a long way. Something like just tapping share and sending an episode that you liked, maybe a favorite, to a friend or partner, or maybe you can send them something you think they might really like. That's probably more considerate. Thanks so much for your time and for your help in keeping us making more of intimate interactions. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. The intro music was Driving in the Rain by Timecrawler and this outro music is Acoustic Blues by Jason Shaw.